Welcome to the Wild Wisdom Podcast with Dr. Patricia Mills. I'm Dr. Patricia. This podcast is for people who want to transform their health, restore their hormones, and reconnect to their body's natural wisdom. Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia. I'm a Canadian medical doctor, published author, internationally recognized researcher, and passionate advocate for your health. Here, we'll explore the intersection between ancient wisdom and cutting-edge science, distilling the essence of true health into practical steps you can take. Wild wisdom is instinctive knowledge in action. Thanks for making this part of your day. I'm Dr. Patricia Mills. I'm a specialist in physical medicine and rehabilitation, a functional medicine practitioner, also a published researcher. Um, and due to personal events in my life and that of my family, I have shifted gears and I'm now a health transformation expert where I take all of this knowledge combined and I use women, I use that knowledge to help women like you radically shift your health um, and create health transformations that, um, you know, the standard approach just doesn't um, get you really. And to create transformations that um, just you know, would blow your mind, like things that you do not think are possible, become possible when you use um, knowledge from ancient wisdom, like Ayurveda, naturopathic medicine, Western medicine, uh, traditional Chinese medicine, uh, you know, techno uh, different technological advances that have just been um, put out and that we're just beginning to understand. And when you combine all of those things together, that's when you get the health transformation that is like almost miraculous is what I would say, but, but doable because I, I have done it with many of my clients. So, but one important thing about today is that we're going to be talking about the gallbladder. Okay. So the gallbladder is so interesting because when I was in medical school and in residency training, we learned like a little bit about the gallbladder uh, and we learned that it had um, a bile in it. So the gallbladder is, is you know, the livers in your right lower quadrant kind of just tucked up underneath your rib cage. And the gallbladder is like a little sac. <clears throat> and what happens is it just sits right underneath it. It's like yellowy kind of when you do an autopsy, you see it. It's like a little rubbery kind of sac. And what it, what is interesting is that the liver, right, is our general of detoxification. So the liver takes everything that is coming in through the blood and through the hepatic vein, it's the vein that's draining the, the colon, like the large intestine. <clears throat> and it takes things from the lymphatic system, which I talked about last week. And if you haven't seen that, definitely watch the replay for that. So the liver takes all of like all of the toxins from the blood and the colon and the um, uh, like absorbed from the colon and the lymphatic system. And it has to change those toxins into um, a product that can be excreted, like get get like uh, eliminated by the body right so the liver takes it down uh, takes all that product so what are those toxins so it's excess estrogens so it's it's the estrogens that your body makes and no longer needs and needs to break down and get rid of so we don't go into like an estrogen dominant pattern like too much estrogen relative to other hormones it also takes the other hormones and breaks them down and excretes them um, it takes the xenoestrogens like the estrogens from the environment that are now um, polluting our feminine bodies and masculine bodies but we're talking about women here woman physiology is unique in that way and that's from plastics bpa our cosmetics our body products in our water um, all of these things are coming in us and our liver is the one tasked with the job to take these estrogen like compounds 
and break it down and get rid of it. It also takes things like um, pesticides and fire retardants and additives um, and uh, preservatives from our food, like everything that essentially was made in a laboratory. Um, and when they made it, they didn't clue into the fact that it's kind of an overwhelm on our detoxification system because the liver is responsible for doing all of that detoxification. Plus, the liver has to detoxify our medications. So, for example, that's why you can't take Tylenol while you're drinking alcohol or certain antibiotics while you drink alcohol because the liver has to take those medications and break it down and eliminate it. And then it has to take alcohol and break it down and eliminate it. And if you start overwhelming the liver, you can actually get into a hepatitis and a chronic, um, basically, uh, your, your liver can become inflamed and die. So we know that the liver has a tipping point, okay? Now, what's interesting is what the liver does with all those toxins is what's not very well understood, that it, liver, it takes all those compounds and it, it, cha it changes it. If it's, if it's not, um, if it's, oh, it has to change it. I'm not going to go too deep into that part, okay? It changes it. It has two phases of that. And then it, it requires uh, nutrients from your whole foods to do that. And then it takes it and puts it in your gallbladder, in the bile, okay? So the bile is the word for the liquid that's accumulating in your gallbladder. Basically, what's accumulating there is cholesterol from the body, okay? And that's actually necessary because the cholesterol is what's used to make a, a, a component of the bile whose job is that when it gets excreted into the into the gut, like into the intestine, the job of that bile acids is to take the fat that the hopefully healthy fats that you ate and break that fat down into tiny, teeny little particles that can then be absorbed into the body through the lymphatic system, for example, right? And then the body can use that healthy, teeny, tiny bits of fat to create your brain, to create your skin to create the lining of every single cell of your body. I mean, this is really crucial stuff. If you don't have adequate bile salts, what happens is the fat that from your diet doesn't get properly broken down. It's now absorbed in large globules and the body doesn't know how to use that. <clears throat> and it doesn't have the system to break down your fat inside the body. It only has a system to break down your fat in the gut with lipase, which is an enzyme that breaks down the fat too from the pancreas. So now you've got these big globules of fat being absorbed into your body. And guess what? The body has to store it and they store it in fat cells. So if you have low um, bile production or low bile flow, like the bile isn't flowing out in, from your gallbladder into your, uh, into your gut, uh, or if you have bile obstruction from like a, a stone, or if you've had your gallbladder out and you, are not, you haven't been told what to do to deal with that, you're going to um, impair your fat absorption. And so you're going to have less building blocks for a healthy brain um, body, right? Every single cell in your body needs healthy fats to be made and your brain's 60% fat. And so we know that when people have their gallbladder out and they, and they don't pay attention to what to do about that, because there's things you can do and I'm going to teach you how to do that, okay? Um, they go. They increase the risk of what's called um, metabolic syndrome. What is that? Type two diabetes, obesity, hypertension, cardiac disease like heart attacks and strokes and dementia and Alzheimer's. Um, they have issues with hypothyroidism. Guess what? 
Women, people with decreased bile flow are seven times at risk of getting hypothyroidism. Why? Because in the bile, there's also an enzyme, which is like a little tool, basically. Um, there's a product that stimulates an enzyme that takes your non-active um, thyroid hormone T4 and changes into your active thyroid hormone T3. So did you know that a gallbladder problem will cause you to be at increased risk for hypothyroidism. This is like a bit mind-blowing. A lot of people, I'd say most doctors don't know that, okay? It's kind of interesting stuff. So you have your bile. It's got all the toxins. So it, bile is interesting. It's like, it's got a mixture of like really shitty stuff in it and really like golden stuff. So the, the stuff that you need to be healthy. So we talked about the bile acids. Um, and, and also because it's 80% um, cholesterol, if you're not able to take the cholesterol from your body and put it into your bile, it's kind of like it has the cholesterol stops having an outlet. And actually, um, if the bile stays kind of stagnant, like it starts to stick in there and not flow out of the gallbladder as it should, then you start to get what's called cholesterol stones. So that's one kind of stone you can get in the bladder, in the gallbladder. The other is like a calcium type of stone, two different calcium stones, which is like if you took an x-ray, you'd see it like little bony stones. A cholesterol, you might not see it with an x-ray. So you might have cholesterol stones and an x-ray doesn't show it, but you would need like an ultrasound to see it. So imaging really differentiates the kind of stones that you have. Okay, so then you're, then normally what would happen is you have all of those toxins being put into the bile and plus the cholesterol, which the bile salts and the bile acids. Then it, you eat a meal. And it has to be a meal with fat in it to stimulate the, the contraction of the gallbladder to release the bile into the gut. So boom, you release the bile into the gut. This has so many health benefits because when you release that bile into the gut, you empty out the gallbladder for one. So you don't have things staying there so that they can form stones over time. So you need a good, healthy squeeze. Um, and then in the gut, it breaks down the healthy fats in the, so that it can be absorbed in the right way that promotes health and not in the bad way that promotes weight gain and all the diseases that come with that. Um, and it eliminates the toxins. So if you don't get that bile being excreted, that bile will like stay in the body and the toxins will be reabsorbed. And now you, now you have this liver that's being overwhelmed from the from the part of the gallbladder and the toxins don't get rid of it. So that's another way to develop estrogen dominance, for example, is when you're not able to get rid of the estrogen through its natural pathway of detoxification, which is the gallbladder gets squeezed into the gut that binds to the stool with the fiber from your whole foods diet, right? Your vegetables and your fruits, and then it gets excreted out into the gut. So now you have um, uh, the estrogen being detoxified and, if, and all those, remember, pesticides and pollutants and flame retardants and additives and all that kind of stuff. It's staying in your body. Well, guess what? That's a perfect environment for things like cancer, like other, like di diabetes, as I mentioned before, can also be caused from a toxicity, um, like a different kind of diabetes. Alzheimer's has been linked to, uh, there's different categories of Alzheimer's. One has been linked to overwhelming toxicity in the body. So clearly you need the gallbladder to be working, okay? Um, and uh, what happens is that why would your gallbladder stop working over time? Well, there's, there's a few different reasons, okay? One reason is that you're eating processed foods and processed foods is highly 
um, hard, it's hard work for the liver and for the gallbladder. So it's kind of overwhelming that system, right? It also, because it contains the additives and the, and the, um, preservatives and that kind of stuff. Okay. It also lacks the nutrients that your body needs. Like when people make, um, processed foods, they don't sit there and, and go, okay, we need to include all of the components that supports healthy bile production, right? Like they, they didn't even know that at the time. They still don't know that. So for example, what do you need for healthy bowel production? You need natural vitamin C, okay? You need um, taurine, which actually is primarily from organ meats like beef, uh, heart, um, and animal foods, okay? So vegetarians and vegans often run into problems with their bowel flow. Um, you need choline. Choline is really, really crucial, and it comes from many different foods. Uh, also animal foods, uh, also almonds and cauliflower and amaranth. Like it comes from a variety of foods, but there, you'll notice that those are all whole foods. It doesn't come from processed foods, right? So you get these nutri and nutritional deficiencies can cause problems with bowel production, which makes the bowel sluggish and slow. Another thing is insufficient hydration. You need water to keep the bile nice and, and juicy and not thick and sludgy, right? So you need enough water, a big glass of water to start the morning off with a little bit of lemon squeeze um, helps. Why does that help? Because the, the, um, the gallbladder squeezing effect is also stimulated by bitter foods. So remember, it's stimulated by fat. So people on a low fat or no fat diet have a lot of issues with their gallbladder because they don't get the signal for the gallbladder to contract and dump the bile out into the colon. Do you see where I'm going with that? So you don't want too much fat and you don't want too low fat. You want just enough fat, right? Bitters, so uh, foods that are bitter like uh, arugula and radicchio and uh, uh, endives, um, you have those uh, non-alcoholic uh, Swedish bitters or, or Canadian bitters, which are little tonics that you take just before your meal. That stimulates it. Lemon is a bitter is in the bitter family. So you, when you drink that with your water in the morning, it's a it's a flush like it helps the gallbladder flush. Okay, um, and a bunch of other things. But what you need to understand is that those things all come from whole foods. Okay, um, another thing that will decrease your bile production is low stomach acid and everybody worries about high stomach acid like reflux reflux is not like heartburn you know you get that burning feeling in the throat after you eat a meal or when you lie down and you're and after a meal and you get the heartburn and then your doctor inevitably puts you on a proton pump inhibitor which is a medication that suppresses your acid well guess what we know now from cutting edge science that the problem is not that you have too much acid the problem is that the muscle uh, between your esophagus and your stomach, which is supposed to close like a valve to stop the acid from going up into the esophagus and burn it there, right? It's supposed to stay in the stomach, but for different reasons, that muscle gets loose, like not as, not as strong, looser, and the acid refluxes up. That is the reason. So, and actually, people can have like too low acid and get heartburn because of this muscular problem, this valve, right? Which is supposed to be one way it becomes all of a sudden two-way back up into the esophagus. And so what can cause problems with the valve? Overeating, it just um, overexpands the stomach. And so the valve gets looser. So you get that reflex. 
lying down right after eating or too close to after eating, that can cause the food to come back up and irritate and come back up. Certain foods, like acidic foods, like coffee, uh, red wine, or even white wine, um, chocolate, like those kind of like, you know, very like acidic kind of dark foods, um, spicy foods, and every person has their own kind of trigger. Okay, so you have to understand that that can cause the reflex. But if you um, have too little stomach acid, like let's say you're on one of those medications to suppress, suppress uh, stomach acid for a very long time, like over the eight weeks that the drug itself says should be the upper limit of time. Like if you read the, the label, it says, don't take me for more than eight weeks. Okay. Um, or let's say you have stress, stress decreases stomach acid, and that um, lowers your ability to stimulate your gallbladder. Okay. Not enough water in your diet. You need zinc. You need um, B vitamins like B6. You know, you need a whole complement of things to make the stomach acid actually. Okay. So nutritional deficiencies, again, from like a non-whole foods diet can lead to this issue. All right. And what happens is that when you don't have enough stomach acid, um, that causes the gallbladder to, again, not contract strongly enough. Why? The, mess, the, the communication between the stomach acid and the gallbladder is through the hormone cholecystokinin, CCK. So they actually communicate with each other. It's like food in, like high stomach acid, contract. Okay? So you need that stomach acid to cause, cause the gallbladder to contract. So we've covered now uh, many different ways that your body needs to get the gallbladder to contract. So you need good stomach acid. You need good bile flow, which we talked about with the water and the choline and the taurine and the um, vitamin C and all those kinds of things, right? Um, and those things are all add up. Like uh, many of us actually have many of those issues, right? Not just one of those issues, okay? And then you're like, okay, well, how do I know I have this issue? Because you can either start having this issue and not know, or you could have this issue to the point where you have your gallstones, or you could have your gallbladder out because you've you've gone through the whole spectrum. You've had the gallstones and then you had a gallbladder removed and then you're out here. Okay, well, if you have the gallstones and you've had the gallbladder removed, you know it's an issue for you. But let's say you're ahead of that curve and like you're, it's just starting to become a problem for you, right? Well, the way that you'll know is, again, if your hypothyroidism, you should have a high suspicion. You have constipation. That's a huge issue because bile is really good for getting the, um, is very lubricating and gets the um, gut to contract and that helps things go down. If you start feeling nauseous, like you're going to vomit after meals. If you have a burning that kind of comes up into the stomach and it tastes like bitter, that could be the bile reflex actually. If you have a pain in your right upper quadrant after fatty meals. If you get a headache over the eyes, if you have burping, um, bloating, um, if you're full after a meal, like even though you haven't eaten all that much, if you have the reflux, that generally is an indication that your gallbladder is having an issue. If you have um, light or floating stools, that's a problem. That's an indication of a gallbladder issue. Hemorrhoids, because the liver is starting to back up. Fibromyalgia, mood changes, because that like the body's detoxification systems aren't working, which affects everything, including hormone production. So over time, you can notice that even your um, because you're not absorbing your healthy fats, you might start to get your dry in the right way. It's going into your fat cells and not into the appropriate places of your body. Your hair starts to get dry and your nails start to get brittle and your skin starts to get dry. So all of these things can be signs that you're having a gallbladder issue. And you're like, okay, so um, I, it sounds like I have a few of these issues. I might have a, a gallbladder problem. How do I get this tested? 
Well, um, you can go to your doctor and ask for some blood work. And there's some blood work that will indicate that there's an issue if you're kind of not in the early stages. If you're in the early stages, um, which a lot of people are in, that might not be seen on blood work. And then you just have to tune into your body and be like, how does it appear to be that I'm having issues with this? Um, like, do I remember that list I just read out? Do I have any of those issues? And they can do a test for bilirubin. Uh, ALT, AST, and GGT, and those are liver enzymes. And if your AST and GGT are high, um, that sometimes is indication of having uh, gallbladder disease. Okay, so that's really important to know. You can also get imaging done to see if you have gallstones. Ultrasounds will see most stones, for example. That's one way to get it done. Or your doctor might suggest an X-ray or CT scan if it seems like you have an infection of the gallbladder. What's really interesting is that there was a study that was done by Dr. Brenneman, who is a former chairman of the Food Allergy Committee uh, of the American Allergy Association. He, he's already passed away, but he did this landmark study in 1968 where he took all these people with gallbladder problems, including stones. They took, he took people with stones and he found that they had um, swelling in the duct in response to food allergies and the, the most persistent, the most like causative food allergies were eggs number one, pork number two, and onions number three. Okay, so if you have gallstones and you don't want to have them removed, um, like you want to solve them naturally, one thing is to remove inflammatory foods of your diet and starting off with eggs, pork, and onion, which I know are healthy, but when you have stones, maybe it's not the healthiness that you need, right? And I already told you all the things that you can do to promote healthy bioflow, like the water, vitamin C, whole foods, eating enough fat, dealing with your stress. And I can tell you there's so much more, but I want to make sure I have enough time to talk about people who have gallstones. Now, mainstream medicine will tell you that you, that you should cut it out. I do not agree with that. Okay. Um, some of them will be more conservative and say you should just cut it out when it starts to get painful or infected. And it's true. When it gets infected, sometimes you just have to get it out, okay, or if it's extremely painful. But if you see it on an imaging and you're not, you don't have the infection and you don't have excruciating pain, there's a window of opportunity to act here, okay? So you're going to do all of those things that I said, okay? You're going to take, um, you know, bitters before eating a meal. You can take even a little bit of apple cider vinegar before each meal to stimulate the acid production. You might need more acid stomach support, like an HCL betaine. Um, you want to make sure you're getting your vitamin C. All of those things I talked about, okay? But you'll also want to try something um, that will break the stone down. And there's two things I've come across uh, so far. One is a herbal preparation called stone root. Um, and that is, I have to always write down because I remember the name, but the, the, the Latin name is Collinsonia root. Okay. And that's been used for in traditional, um, um, you know, medicine, like ancient medicine for, for centuries to break down stones like that. The other one is actually a little bit more like um, new and that's orthophosphoric acid. You can buy one through biotics. It'll be called OPA. And that can break down stones, but you have to be careful to not expose your teeth to it because it can etch your teeth. And if you're going to do that, I would recommend working with someone like a naturopath or functional medicine doctor, or someone like myself who can guide you on those kinds of things. Okay. And it takes about three to six months to um, heal gallbladders from stones. All right. So this isn't something that happens overnight. It's something that takes dedication and time and effort and consistency and patience. And oftentimes it takes guidance, okay?
it does take guidance. And you're like, okay. Um, and another interesting fact is dandelion root contains a compound um, taraxacin, which helps stimulate bile flow and decrease liver congestion. So you see there's all of these lovely herbals that actually have highly medicinal ingredients that are extremely effective to do things like stimulate the bile production, stimulate the bile flow so it doesn't stay stagnant, right? Milk, uh, milk thistle is another bitter herbal that is known to help um, the detoxification pathway of the, of the liver, and it can also help stimulate the gallbladder to contract, all right? Now, let's say you're someone who has your gallbladder removed. It's not there anymore. Well, guess what? Your liver is still making bile. The difference is it's just trickling through the bile ducts into your gut at any given moment rather than being stored and then released with one nice healthy squeeze from the gallbladder with the fatty fat-containing meal. So what you need to do is you need to, um, first of all, encourage the bile flow of uh, the liver at the time when you're eating and, um, and temporarily for a while also replace the bile salts, which you need to break down your fats. And you might even want to add a pancreatic lipase to help break down your fats. Because remember, you need to emulsify those fats. So you need to cause the bile stored bile to be produced more um, in alignment with your meals and have what you need um, in your stomach to break down the fat so that you don't get big globules of fat that your body can't deal with and creates fat rather than a healthy brain, right? Or healthy skin and all that kind of stuff. So how do you do that? Well, you can buy like an ox bile or a bovine bile and you take that with your meal. Um, you can buy a pancreatic lipase and you'd want to take that about 30 minutes before your meal. Okay. And you can take a bitters like a, a non-Swedish alcoholic bitters. I just found out that Swedish bitters have um, senna root and you don't want to take that for longer than a week or so because that's too stimulating for the digestive tract. So non-Swedish non-alcoholic bitters. Um, will stimulate the bile flow. And then over time, as your body gets used to doing that um, bile production, you might be able to back off on the bile salts um, and have, uh, for example, uh, uh, have, for example, primarily relying on the bitters and the pancreatic lipase. Or you might have to keep taking the bile salts. How will you know if you start to get a little bit too much diarrhea? That means you're getting too many bile salts and that, so that's when you can back it off. And one pretty good cheap, um, like one better priced uh, option uh, on the market is uh, Bile Force by, uh, I think it's Natural Factors. And then a more expensive one is called um, Bile Builder. Um, and if you Google that, you'll find it. I can't remember the name of the company that does it, but it also has uh, 500 milligrams of choline, taurine, um vitamin c like it has a it has like a more complete kind of package to support bile flow um and again you would want to take that before each fatty meal right um now you're going to be you might feel overwhelmed with this information and it's true it's a lot of information um if you want someone to guide you with this with a protocol like this remember it takes about 3 to 6 months to get to where you want to go and if you like this kind of information the way I deliver it join my Facebook group Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills MD it's uh, free and it's private you just have to agree to the group rules and I look forward to seeing you there Thank 
you for taking the time to listen to this podcast, Wild Wisdom with Dr. Patricia Mills. If you like this podcast, please take the time to like and subscribe and please feel free to leave any comments and look below for the contact information if you want to connect with me directly. Thank you and I hope you have a wonderful day, evening or night. Hi everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for a professional care doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for help in your journey, it is important that you seek out a qualified health practitioner. If you would like to work with Dr. Patricia for her expert health transformation guidance, please email her at info at drpatriciamills.com to book a discovery call. You can also find Dr. Patricia on Instagram at Dr. Patricia Mills and Facebook at Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills MD. For access to all of Dr. Patricia's educational videos and more amazing perks, consider becoming a Patreon member. Links are in the description of this episode. It is important to have an expert in your corner that can help you make the changes you crave, especially when it comes to your health. <laughs>